Hey, I, I just thought Mother's Day. What if we took a moment and tried to figure out the one thing? Uh, what is it that defines a woman, that, that makes a woman a woman of value and character and influence? And what are some of the things that detract and take us away from that and confuse us and get us kind of heading inside? What's the one thing, if we could boil it down to you, that's most essential, not only in our moms, but just in women in general? And i got to be honest with you and tell you, this is probably one of the hardest uh, messages that I've put together in a long time. Struggled, struggled, struggled to do this. So I, I went to the source of infinite womanly wisdom, to the Bible of womanhood, so to speak, uh, the magazine rack, and uh, <laughs> glean incredible amounts of knowledge. Uh, here, here's uh, Ellie. Uh, it's hot, 100 plus sexy swimsuits. Now I just got to tell you this moment, I am so glad to be a man. Because you realize that for guys, there's like two choices. Uh, there's that type of swimsuit that uh, overweight 60-plus uh, Italian men with hairy chests wear. <clears throat> and then there's the other one that all the rest of us guys wear. And the only question is, do you want that in light blue or dark blue? All right? Uh, here's one. Complete woman. The Mediterranean diet. Get that sexy body you always wanted. And then uh, fabulous abs in four moves. I, I looked at that, but it involved exercise. I... Uh, how to have sexy hair. Check that one out. My hairdo was not in there anywhere. <laughs> uh, here, here's this one. Major swimsuit, do's and don'ts, wedgies, bad thongs, and worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get a better body, thinner, tighter, leaner in six weeks flat. And, and you know, it, it doesn't take a moment uh, walking past that counter to realize that we live in a culture that says to women, your worth is primarily determined by your appearance. And so I just wanted to ask today for a few minutes together as, as believers, is that true? Is, is, is the worth of a woman truly determined by how she looks? Because society would say that to us over and over and over again, whether we turn on the TV or whether we walk past the magazine rack. And, and here's the thing. I, I'm in a little bit of a dilemma today because here's the deal. I'm a guy. So I like it when women take care of themselves. And I like it when women look nice. And, and the last thing that I want to have happen today after we get done talking is that someday in the future, Pastor Ron and I are walking through the mall and, and he goes, well, there's another cornerstone woman. And I go, well, how do you know? And, and he says, well, the burlap and the hair in her armpits. I mean, <laughs> ever since that sermon of yours, I mean... So, so that's, that's not where we're headed today. But the other part is this. I believe there's incredible, incredible, incredible pressure on women today to bow to the God of appearance. Uh, to believe that their worth, their preciousness is determined by what they see in the mirror. And I just need to say to you, that's a lie. It is a lie straight from the pits of hell. And if you buy into that, and if you as a woman live that way, or if you teach your daughters to believe that, it will bring destruction to your life. So I just want us to take a few moments, ask God what He thinks today. Let's pray. Dearest Heavenly Father,
we, we just come before you. And, and we're just going to ask, would you give me freedom to say this the right way? To say this how you would say it if you had a chance. To talk this morning to the women of Cornerstone. And, and to free them from this absolute lie that enslaves our women. And says to them, your value is determined by what others see. God, forgive us for even thinking that. And help us, God, today to come to truth. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There's an amazing passage in 1 Samuel. If you have your Bibles there, if you'd go, because it deals with this very, very topic. The truth is, this isn't new. It's not a, a recent phenomenon going on in our culture. The reality is that men and women have, since the beginning of time, attempted to judge each other based on appearance. First Samuel cites an incident where that very, very thing is going on. If you're not familiar, if you go to the front of your Bible and then work to the right, you're going to find this book of First Samuel. If you get to Second Samuel, you've gone too far. First Samuel, chapter 16. And here's what's happening. God has sent the prophet Samuel to go find a new king for Israel. And Samuel, the prophet of God's first inclination on how to pick a king, guess what it was? Appearance. And God has to warn his own prophet, a man of God, and says, no, 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 don't look, don't look there. That's not how a man's or a woman's values determine. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6, here's what it says. And when they arrived, Samuel saw Elab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Verse 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And you just need to know this has been a forever, forever struggle. Some of us would say, but Lynn, that's exactly it. We live in a culture, we live in a world where people are naturally inclined to judge each other based on what they see. And I'm not saying today that you don't take care of yourself. All I'm saying is, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful that you don't bow your knee to the God of appearance. Because it will always bring ruin to your life. Let me, let me give you a couple reasons why. Let me give you a couple of the things that happen when you and I bow our knee to the God of appearance. Number one is this. You realize that the standard of appearance is absolutely unattainable. There is no way that you're ever going to measure up to what this world says that you and I ought to look like. It just cannot possibly happen. Truth is, if I were to stop right now, and I won't do it, but if I were to say to the women of Cornerstone, every woman in here who says, I would change something about the way I look, stand up. You know what I know that I know that I know? That nearly every woman in this room would stand. Probably all. And your and my jaws would drop because we'd look at some of them and say, "How in the, why in the world would you stand? You know why? Because the measure, the standard that the world puts out there is unattainable. And you and I, if we chase the God of appearance, will always, always, always be left wanting. Did you know that the ladies on the magazines don't even look like the ladies on the magazines? Matter of fact, I, I was going through these and I looked and there's this one. That's Deborah Messing. I mean, pretty good. She doesn't even look like Deborah Messing. 
They have so airbrushed her on there, it's not even her anymore. Matter of fact, 16 years ago, there was a cover on Esquire magazine. You ready for this? On the cover was Michelle Pfeiffer. Now I'm thinking, pretty good looking woman. Hey, just my opinion, but pretty good looking woman. And on that cover it said, what Michelle Pfeiffer needs. And then the huge headline underneath said, absolutely nothing. The idea being, hey, now there's, there's the ultimate standard. Guess what? A Consumer Reports discovered. They'd airbrushed Michelle Pfeiffer, who needed absolutely nothing. You ready for this? When Michelle Pfeiffer appeared on the cover of Esquire in 1990, so that's 16 years ago. She's looking pretty good today, and I'm thinking 16 years ago she didn't need help. In a low-cut red dress, the caption beside the photo read, What Michelle Pfeiffer needs is absolutely nothing. Yet the magazine editors must have forgotten to specify something to their readers. Adbusters Quarterly revealed the manipulation and found that Pfeiffer actually needed $1,525 in airbrush and touch-ups. That's what Dine Scott Associates Incorporated charged Esquire for the following work, described in a purchase order obtained and repented by Adbusters. Clean up her complexion, soften the eye lines, soften the smile line, add color to her lips, trim her chin, remove necklines, soften under her earlobe, remove stray hair, add hair. Michelle Pfeiffer. It's unattainable. Number two, you realize that even if you get close, even if even if you have some measure of success, you realize it's absolutely temporary. Can I just reveal to you a secret of life which probably no one has told you till now? Here's how this works. You and I spend our first 20 plus years moving in the right direction. You get to this mysterious age of about 24 and here's what occurs to your mind. I'm only getting better. And if it keeps up like this, I'm going to be one hot babe. (laughs) Then somewhere in some night, which no one ever tells you that it happens, you simply wake up and everything has changed. You smell food, you gain 10 pounds. Things that used to stand up now droop. (laughs) Hair begins to leave the places it belongs and show up in places it has no business being. (laughs) And so some of you are going to go, well, well, Linda, that's why God created plastic surgery. But here's the deal. You you realize even in plastic, there's some limits there. Because you go too far and you do the whole Joan Rivers thing, right? And I'm just thinking by the time your belly button becomes your nose, you've probably have reached the limit. It's temporary, guys. At its very best, there'll always be a newer, better model. That's why it's so destructive. Number three, when you and I, especially as the children of God, bow to the God of appearance, you will, you will wound the heart of God. Because you realize what's going to happen. Somewhere in that process, you're going to look and say, I'm not. I wish I were. If I could only fix. And somewhere that's got to turn to the creator. Somewhere you've got to say, hey God, when you made me, you blew it. Since my worth is determined by my appearance, and since my appearance is not what I had hoped, 
then God, you shortchanged me. You cheated me. And you know what God would say? Not on your life. Because your worth was never about your appearance. Wrong measure. When you and I bow to the God of appearance, we reduce women to product. See, see, we begin to say women are something to be used and consumed and owned. And Scripture teaches so different than that. Matter of fact, Scripture says that you and I, men and women, were created in the already, the image of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It's the thing that makes you and I completely unique from every other part of creation. It's the reason you can own a dog, but never a person. Because people, men and women, were created in the already, the image of God. And we are never a product We are never consumable. It's why God absolutely hates slavery. It's why God detests prostitution and pornography. Because we were never meant to be products. The daughters of God are not for sale. And I just need to tell you that when you go to bow your knee to the God of appearance, you'll live a life of hurt and harm. So you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Where does a woman get her esteem from? Where does a woman derive her value? Because, I mean, if everything that society has been saying to us is wrong, and, and if I'm to reject that, where, where does a woman derive her value? Years ago, Lisa and I got into antiques. It was short-lived. Uh, <laughs> we got one room done, called it done. But in the process of doing antiques, we would go to antique stores where they had crummy little pieces of furniture for sale for thousands of dollars. Now, I just got to tell you that I'm sitting there in that moment going, really? What? $2,000 for that? I threw one of those away. But you know what? Here's the answer. That little desk is worth $2,000. Why? Because there's someone who will pay $2,000 for it. You know what Jesus would say to the women of Cornerstone today? You are worth more than any man can describe. Because the God of the universe paid his life for you. And your worth is never determined by his eyes or by his words. But instead by the death of of Jesus Christ on your behalf, which says that your value is beyond measure. And that's what the God of the universe says about you, not the God of appearance. Matter of fact, 1 Timothy, grab your Bibles, go through one more time. 1 Timothy, it's going to be to the right. If you get to 2 Timothy, you've gone too far. 1 Timothy... You guys are becoming Bible scholars on me. That's amazing. <laughs> First Timothy is going to be almost to the back in your Bibles. First Timothy chapter 2.
First Timothy chapter 2, verse 9, here's what God says. God says, I also want women to dress modestly and decently and with propriety. He says, ladies, you're never for sale. You, you never have to put it out there. Have you watched how many young ladies dress looking for a man to notice? And God just says, no, 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 it's wrong game. Wrong God. I also want women to dress modestly and decently with propriety and not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes. And here, here's, you know, He's not saying you can't braid your hair. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying that can't be the thing that determines your worth. That can't be the thing that drives you. You can't say, when I put this on, when I add this to me, it adds value to me. That's what he's saying. That can't be my focus. But instead, focus on good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And he's simply saying this, the deeper, the richer your character, the more you look like Jesus. If you really want to change your worth, follow Jesus more dearly, more closely. Reflect Jesus more in your life. That'll add value to a woman. Guys, you you get that we contribute to this thing, right? I mean, the truth is, from boyhood, from boyhood, you and I are taught to consume women. We consume women with our eyes. And, and what's our famous saying? I'm only... Come on! <laughs> I'm only looking... But you, you, guys, you know exactly what we say to the women in our lives when we say that, right? Your value is measured by appearance. We're taught as little boys that, that part of manhood is how many women you can get and get into bed. And we think, wow, that's really good, that's okay, until we want a woman for ourselves. And then we don't want the woman who's been with a hundred men. And it's okay until it's our 13-year-old daughter walking out the door with some 16-year-old hormone-crazed boy looking for another notch on his belt. Flip over a couple pages in 1 Timothy. Because God talks about how men ought to treat women. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Verse 1, here's what it says. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers. Treat older women as mothers. And treat younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Did you know the word there for purity actually is the word hagios, which means holy Treat younger women with holiness, like a sister. Now, here's, here's the deal. We can be just like the world. We can, we, can, we can do what everybody else does, and we can bow at the God of appearance, and we can say to our women, your worth is defined by how you look. 
And, and, and guys, if we do that, then you realize the women of Cornerstone are going to spend the rest of their lives believing that their value is determined by what they see in the mirror in the morning. And our daughters are going to believe that they're here to be consumed by the selfish desires of men. And our sons are going to believe that women are here merely for their pleasure and their selfish need. Or we at Cornerstone could say, no, 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 no. Of all the places in this world, this is the safe place. This is the place in which women will be treated with honor and dignity, who, where their worth will not be determined by what they look like, but instead by the depth of their love and their character and their belief in Jesus Christ. How different would that be? And I'm just thinking today, maybe the best gift we could give to a woman. So here's what I'm going to do. It's really it's, it's different. Here's what I want us to do. I'm going to ask the men of Cornerstone to get up out of our chairs, and I want us to just get around the auditorium, to ring the auditorium, okay? And before you think about that, don't think about it. Get up and do it, because you'll weird out if you think about it, okay? <laughs> so, men, get up. Go to the walls. Just don't even talk about it. Don't ask the other guy what he's thinking. Just do it, okay? You can walk. You can do it across the front. If you can't get to the walls, just get as close as you can. Don't touch another man. That would be weird. I'm not going to freak you out here. Here's, here's what I'd like the men of Cornerstone to say today to the women of Cornerstone. Safe place. Safe place. A place where you will never be judged by what you look like. But we will always measure your womanhood by your devotion to Jesus Christ. That for any woman who walks in this place, safe place. Because the men of Cornerstone have made it that way. Would you do that? So I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray a prayer of dedication for us. That we're going to be different. Okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you. Thank you that the worth of a woman is never about how she looks. And God, we're just going to say to you out loud... We've believed that too long, and we've behaved like that too long. And, and just today, the men of Cornerstone are saying, not here. The daughters of God will never be measured by the outside. This, this is going to be a place where it's okay to be who God created you to be. And that the measure of a woman will always be what God has done in her life and how closely she reflects the character of Jesus. This is our promise. This is our pledge as the men of Cornerstone. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Hey, thank you guys. Go, go find your seats again. Here, here's what this does. There's some women in here who need to just be honest today and say, I, I've bowed. I've bowed to the pressure and to what the world says, and, and I've given my heart to the God of appearance. No more. No more will I let others determine my worth. 
by an image in a mirror. It is so dishonoring to my Lord and my Creator and my Heavenly Father. And it affects my daughter to see their mom scramble for the approval of men. What am I teaching her? And what am I teaching my son about women when they see the fear in my eyes? Men, probably one of the most precious Mother's Day gifts you could give would be to value your wife based on her godly character. That your daughters would watch and see that their dad doesn't leer at women and is careful about what shows he watches because he's not going to send a message to his daughter that the value of a woman is on how much clothes she takes off and to his son that women are to be used for their pleasure. Guys, I'm, I'm not saying a woman should look good. I'm saying there's a false god that's never to be worshipped. Bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, may we as the children of God set the example in this area for the world. May, may, may the world look at us and say, Why is it that you, the people of Cornerstone, treat women so differently than the rest of the world? And we would say, Because we recognize them as the daughters of God not products to be used. And we give them honor based on their character and their love of Jesus Christ. Because that's what God has called us to do. God, may the world be absolutely confused by the men and women of Cornerstone. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you as you go from this place.